everybody, and welcome to our first episode of the QED Experience. Uh, I am Colton Baquette, and this is Chad Wheeler with me. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about our education system. Really great conversation to be having, considering how much education we both had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of funky because, I don't know, looking back, I feel like School could have been a lot better when we were younger, but most of what I want to complain about is in, in like post-secondary. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like growing up, going through younger schooling and everything like that, it's tough to think about it kind of objectively and like, how good was this experience for me? And then obviously once you grow up and now we're at the point where we could look back and actually think about that kind of stuff, maybe you don't remember it quite as much <laughs> and, yeah, it's, like, and it's a little different. Yeah. That's the big thing is when you're a kid, you're kind of just busy being a kid and you're not yeah. really too worried about the education part of things for the most part. Mm -hmm. I guess it depends on, on your yeah. personal experience, but yeah. Like, I mean, I never considered what my curriculum was in grade six. <laughs> I didn't think about that, that kind of stuff or anything. That's only kind of, coming up now and we're, with changes coming out and everything and people starting to propose new curriculums and what should we be teaching our kids now that I'm actually old enough to actually care about that then now you can think about it and I think it's interesting I feel like a key point for for especially like in the younger years is giving kids the opportunity to have like a wide variety of topics that they get to learn because I feel yeah. like you don't really know what you want to do, but the best way to find out is by trying different things. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it might not even be school related. It can be stuff outside of school as well. But um, the biggest thing is just being able to try a bit of everything, especially stuff that I'd say is a little more relevant to life now, yeah. like our school mm -hmm. system's a little dated. So it's a, it's in need of a little bit of an update for curriculum. So Oh, for sure. Well, and I, and I think it, I think it needs to be changing constantly. Like just the, the, the world around us is changing so frequently. If we're not trying to keep up with teaching our kids how to deal with that kind of stuff, then people are just going to be left behind. Mm -hmm. So it, it has to change, change constantly. So I think uh, what we can try and do is just focus on primary school. I think we'll try and separate it. We can talk, like kind of K to six stuff general there. And then I think we'll take a little bit of time to kind of talk about post-secondary stuff. Cause that's what we're, we're currently in <laughs> we're both, both in university. So I feel like we'll have a lot to say about that kind of stuff, but I think it's a good place to start with the, the beginning and everything. And I don't know uh, about you, but personally for me uh, now starting to grow up and I've got a fiance and everything like that. And serious thoughts are starting to come up about how am I going to deal with educating my kids in the mm. future? Mm -hmm. that, that's actually starting to become a thought. So I'm, I, I found myself legitimately starting to think about what is our education system like? Okay. Yeah. Uh, coming up. So I, I think, I think that's a good place to start. That's fair. Yeah. I wonder, hmm, what, what do you think some of the more important things to start including in like younger adolescent education would, would be? I think I think a massive thing moving forward is uh, technological literacy, basically, um, how to 
work with technology. Uh, a lot of times I think there, there's a lot of issues out there now about like parents, they just toss a phone in their kids' hands and just let them go wild and, and do whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of similar things like that. People, kids just go and watch YouTube videos or they're on TikTok or whatever. They're doing all of this stuff and doing whatever they want with technology where I think there's a lot more value to be had if we can teach kids how to use that technology in a constructive manner mm-hmm. rather than just for whatever they want. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more potential there to, to do good. And rather than teach them specific things, you teach them how to use the stuff that they're going to experience in their lives. Give them tools rather than instructions. I think that's kind of a, mm-hmm. a good way to look at it. They can kind of do with the tools what they will instead of just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with social media and everything, I feel like a lot of kids end up wasting time. Like I feel giving yeah, right? like giving kids opportunity outside of just tech, like technology is really important. So learning how to use it is really good. But I feel like, like you said, most kids just throw a phone in front of their, or most parents just throw a phone in front of their kid's face and just want them to be obedient and quiet and kind yeah. of just hang out. So like, I feel like that has a pretty big effect on their attention span when it comes to actually learning those core things in school as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just, just to build off technology, like I think it's really important um, to, especially starting young. I feel like it, children are so capable when they're young and you don't even realize that until yeah. you get a little older that kids are insane when it comes to their abilities to learn mm-hmm. and build, build upon that, especially when, uh, especially when they're in like adolescence. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough though. Cause it's like, where do we draw the line? I feel like it's pretty important to include, like I'm, I'm biased and you might be a little biased as well towards like, <laughs> like STEM fields and tech, but oh, yeah. I mean, like if you want a reasonably solid job, that's going to pay the bills. Well, that's kind of the place to go. Um, mm-hmm. like other, a lot of other jobs are unfortunately getting replaced. So having kids learn like the fundamentals and they skills they need to kind of go into our unknown future, but kind of known future um, is is, is really important. But I don't want to necessarily like take away from other learning experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, social studies. Yeah. Right. Like, like like you say, English and reading. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're a little biased towards the the sciences just because that's kind of what that's what we do. But uh, that I feel like that does make it tougher for us to look back and be like, oh, language arts is a huge, is a huge thing, but though those kinds of things also develop other skills rather than just like, I'm going to be an author someday or something like, mm-hmm. um, the, they do help to develop a, a foundation for communicating effectively, I think, which is the important thing. Um, and I, I don't know if there could be a little bit more of an emphasis on that sort of thing or, or what, uh, like rather than specific language arts applications or anything rather, or have a, a more focus on just communicating effectively because growing up that I never got that impression at all. It was always like, Oh, you just want me to read this book and you want me to tell you what I thought the author meant Mm -hmm. by this stuff. Like, I don't know. It it was just tough to tough to see the value in that at that time because that was never my world. I was never mm-hmm. a language arts or a social studies person, um, so 
I don't know. It, it, it would be, I think it's a tough, a tough question for sure. But if there was a way to emphasize the more general value of those skills, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, that would be important to me. I feel like maybe having children, I don't know, just work, I guess like group work or something like that. I feel like a really great mm-hmm. way to learn how to communicate is honestly just by, by doing it. And you're going to yeah. get that in more real world situations. Like you don't have to be able to know how to write a perfect, like critical analytical essay in order to be able yeah. to communicate effectively or understand mm-hmm. how to communicate with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those like, those kind of life skills come in handy just throughout your life, just being able to let people know what you're thinking and not make assumptions. It helps people, I'd say, stay more calm and retain patience and kind of just have a better time talking to others overall. And then if there's yeah. any issues or conflicts, it's a little easier to resolve them if you're if yeah. you're able to communicate effectively. So yeah, and just and finding, it, sorry. I was just going to say, it also helps in that respect. If you're able to communicate your ideas better, then it's a lot less likely that someone is going to misrepresent what you were trying to say. Mm-hmm. They're gonna if they, if they can understand exactly what you mean, unless you are explicitly trying to cause problems or something along those lines, then they're gonna have have a better time understanding what you're trying to say, and then you can have more meaningful conversations with that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, maybe getting hands-on work as well, because uh-huh. a big thing is, I mean. Once again, I'm going to hit on the <laughs> tech is taking over kind of future, yeah. but uh, like a lot of that is either you're going to program the software to that runs whatever uh, robotics or programs are running to the world, essentially, um, or you're going to be able to fix them, repair them, build them, engineer them. Like that's all pretty important stuff. So kind yeah. of having good on ha- or hands-on skills, which they don't mm-hmm. really teach so much in school uh, is, is pretty important. Like, yeah, that stuff kind of doesn't yeah. come until later when you when mm. they almost when you you have to choose to do that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, like they they sometimes give you like the shape game and yeah. <laughs> like like little blocks and stuff, but they don't really encourage you to do a whole lot with them. They just let you sit there and they're like, "Well, just be creative, do something with it." And it's like, well, yeah, if you give someone a goal but you don't give them the steps on how to get there, it's a lot easier to be kind of creative and yeah, kind of use those skills to actually come up with something. So. Do you think that these these earlier grades, I don't know, do you think that that's, that's almost too early for some of these things? I think that there are ways to introduce it earlier. Um, like, you've probably seen, like, Lego Mindstorms, like the little... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, super simple. Like, it, it's like programming with images almost like you use a software and you just drag little diagrams around it's it's pretty easy to understand right and i feel like kids are a lot more capable than adults think they are yeah we just never give them the chance we just treat them like kids pretty much but uh we we don't really give them the opportunity to to show that they're capable of a lot more and i feel Mm -hmm. if we just gave them the opportunity to do so um yeah. They'd, they'd surprise us. Like, I feel like they get smarter all the time. Like I hear, uh-huh. you hear about kids who are doing crazy stuff when they're really young age, like six to 12 years old. I was doing, doing things that I did when I was like a older teenager and we just yeah. had no clue just because they're so much more involved and tech is a lot more prevalent in today's day and age. They just have a pretty easy time understanding it. Yeah. So they're using it a lot. So yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like the, just giving them the proper opportunity. And once again, like the tools to do so is, is kind of ideal. Yeah. How do you feel about the notion between like supervised learning and unsupervised learning? I feel like a lot of times now, most of the stuff or most of learning and teaching and just dealing with kids in general is very, uh, very supervised. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times it's, I mean, like, I, I'll be honest, I don't have kids right now, but I, I have done summer camps and school groups with, with uh, young children uh, over the last few years. And from my experience, it's always like, I'm watching you. Like there is an adult watching you, whatever you're doing. And I don't know, I feel like that can sometimes get in the way. I, I would agree. Yeah. Like I think a high level of supervision is good. Like just watching over them yeah. in general to make sure there's not kids that aren't just like killing each other. Uh, yeah. Some, but someone, there has to be a presence. Yes. Right? Yeah. J just so, you know, you avoid catastrophe, if you want to call mm -hmm. it that. But I feel like it's really important to just let them live and learn and not sit there and watch over everything they're doing. Like, I feel like the best way to develop, to develop those like soft life skills are once again, just to kind of experience it. And you're going to yeah. have to let the kids fail at some stuff or get talked to in certain ways or be treated yeah. in certain ways by other kids. Like, unfortunately it's kind of crappy at times, but it's also beneficial in the long run. Cause that's kind of how you, you learn these life lessons. Yeah, uh, like like there are limits and extremes. Obviously, I don't want to say it's good to just let I don't know some kid get bullied to the extreme or whatever. But you know, if if there's if there's a kid that is being mean to somebody or I don't know, I'll say bullying lightly. I think it's important for that kid to learn how to handle that, but giving them the tools and when things go too far, like it definitely needs to be intervention to some point. <laughs> Um, cause some things are just out of, out of the kid's control. Yeah. So, um, and then even just from like a learning perspective, if, if you're watching a kid, I don't know, solve some problem and you're sitting there hand holding him, like, well, what if you do like this step? Yeah. And then he does that step and you're like, okay, well now what if you try this part? And then he just tries the part. He's just doing what you say now. He's not actually, he or she's not like, yeah, actually thinking of the process behind what's going mm -hmm. on. And mm -hmm. how how they're going to solve the problem themselves themselves. So yeah, yeah, I, I would say a, <laughs> like some supervision's good, but you have to be oh, yeah. careful by how, with how much you kind of step in. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it, it it has to be uh, deliberate. Yeah, it, it can't just be like oh we're 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 watching you always. Mm -hmm. uh, there there has to be there there is a place for stepping back mm -hmm. and letting the kids explore. A little bit kind of in everything honestly like like you said i think kids are a lot more capable than we give them credit for mm -hmm. uh and yeah they they can surprise you do you think it's important like like it, it, it's good to have that presence but maybe to not always have the children know that that present presence exists mm. um like do you think that some kids are more inclined to try things out and put a little more effort in themselves before asking for help. If they don't know that you're like kind of standing right over them, ready to help when needed. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a, that's a good question. I, now that you say that, yeah, I think so. I, I don't think they necessarily need to be aware of your presence, mm -hmm. but I think as long as it's, it's kind of, uh, 
an availability like if the, if they are aware that you are available mm-hmm. if something were to go wrong or they need help or anything but otherwise you are like completely separate they have to reach out to you uh, or to what the, an adult uh, mm-hmm. that, that is available if they have a problem if it is on them to kind of do that I think on top of like you said them being able to explore a little bit more and put a little bit more effort into stuff themselves uh, I think that develops an underlying responsibility as well they mm-hmm. they start to maybe not consciously but subconsciously realize like oh no I'm responsible for what I'm doing. I'm responsible for what I'm going to be getting out of this activity. And I think that is, is almost even more important than just gen- generic education. Like uh, mm-hmm. a sense of responsibility is absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, I, th- <laughs> I, I don't think that that is as important as it used to be. <laughs> I think a lot of, a lot of times people uh, and y- younger people just, Oh, it's not my fault. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Right? It's never anyone's fault, though. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of with education. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> we'll stick here. Yeah. No, that's that's a really good point. Yeah. That develops responsibility. Gosh. That's beneficial. Yeah. We need a bit more than that. I feel like right? there's just too I... much overall hand-holding right now. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, remember, I remember times... Uh, going through, I think now I'm starting to jump a little bit more into um, later schooling, like it was like mm-hmm. grade nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but times when teachers would just give us some stuff to do, give us assignments or whatever, a worksheet, and then they'd say, go, mm-hmm. and then you go. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and then you just start working on stuff. And then we would collaborate. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, oh, you have to work on your stuff silently at your desk. It was like, no, like, get up and talk, go and, go and ask yeah. somebody else. And cause like it's more specifically in math class, like math was my thing. I, I love math. Like I would get to go around and like talk to other students and try and try and help people through math problems. And that mm-hmm. was hugely valuable to, for me, like just mm-hmm. being able to actually talk through what I, I, I thought I understood and be able to try and teach that to other people. That was mm-hmm. massive for me. And, and then the other people got to have a little conversation. And I think it was almost even a little less intimidating for some people to have a conversation with a colleague rather than a teacher. Yep. Like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but personally, sometimes it's probably a really bad trait of mine. But if I have to like go to help, go ask for help to an authority figure, I almost feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. I, yeah. I should have known this. But whereas if I can go to a colleague or a classmate and be like, oh, are you having this? Like, I'm having this little problem. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I had the same thing. Like I, I had took these steps and I figured it out. And, and it's kind of like a, a an e- equal thing coming from, um, from equal standing. And yeah, I think it's, that was huge for me. Yeah. It's a little easier with peers. Um, yeah. Just cause I feel like there's a fair bit less judgment because you're kind of in it together at that point. Like yeah. you're, everyone's kind of learning, uh, the same things at the same time. And maybe some people have a little bit of a, I don't know, easier time with it and they're able to help others better and it's a lot easier when you're learning and able to describe it from your point of view because yeah like even now like if you were going to go try to teach a kid something you would teach it from your adult point of view where you know a lot more and things should just make more sense so it's hard to describe these little things that younger people who don't quite understand the subject matter yet um like they just don't know 
the same foundation that you have. So there's a little more room for error in terms of what they're actually misunderstanding and where the problem lies. Yeah. But yeah, your peer may understand that uh, a little more easily. It's also really good for you too, being able to teach others yeah, that was, is like a honestly, really great reinforcement. That's how I got through most of school, like being able yeah. to try and try and figure out some shit. And then like, I, I think I figured some stuff out and then got to mm -hmm. go and talk to others and people. And they're like, Oh, what did you, how, how did you do this? I'm like, Oh, I did it this way. And I'm like, no, okay. I actually get it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually get it. Like there'd be times, like I'd start to explain mm -hmm. something to, to people and I'm like, and I kind of start going and I'm like, I think this is kind of how it works. And then something would click yeah. and I'd be like, yeah. no it's this this I is understand. exactly what it is and then i just go and it's, it's huge that's uh, a that's a huge thing and i and i don't think there's a lot i mean i again i i don't 100 know but i don't know if there's mm -hmm. as, as much opportunity for that nowadays mm -hmm. i would agree it's hard because we don't live in the school system anymore like know, you, you know tough. like i just i don't know what it's like we can always go off we hear but it's pretty much just other adults giving yeah I have a, I have a, a, a small window just a little bit with um, uh, some of the, the, the younger kids I know through family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, I get, I get some small impressions that way, but it's still, it's still tough to know exactly what's, what's going on um, mm. and, and how the learning is going. But one of the biggest things <laughs> that uh, I don't know if this would be a controversial opinion, but just a, a, a pretty big topic that I think is is going on now is uh, how they're handling evaluations in mm. in, in school mm -hmm. systems. Where whereas I'm pretty sure that when we were going through school, you get a test, you do that test, mm -hmm. the mark you get is the mark you get, and that's it. And that that's what your evaluation was. And oftentimes there there isn't extra time, there isn't concessions to help you to help you on the test or anything like that. I mean, every once in a while, there might be special circumstances um, and, and they would try and help kids with that. But for the most part, everybody's on the same playing field. Whereas uh, I know for a fact uh, in certain situations now where, with tests, it's like, oh no, you, did, you didn't finish your test on time. Oh, we'll give, you, we'll give you some extra time to make sure you get all your questions done. Uh, Oh, I, I know you, you didn't finish the assignment today, but take, take the weekend, go and, mm -hmm. and finish it. And I always hear the argument. The argument is that it's not necessarily a question of how quickly people can do work and, and stuff like that. It's whether or not they're actually learning. Mm -hmm. um, so they're like, oh, we want to we want to make it as easy as possible for the kids to learn. And we don't want to tear them down if they learn a little bit slower than other people and, and things like that. But what I think is coming out of that is a a loss of a sense of responsibility yeah the kid the, the kid, i know for a fact the 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 kid that i'm talking about he doesn't feel responsible for his learning mm -hmm. he doesn't he he doesn't want to do homework he doesn't want to to push himself to to learn some things he doesn't maybe like or get right away mm -hmm. there is no sense of responsibility for that because he knows when he goes into a test he can take twice as long he can take four hours on a two hour test and there's and, no repercussions. and still be fine. And yeah. there's no, there's no repercussion. He still they gets the same marks as anybody else does. And I feel like teaching someone in that way, just it gives them the like incentive to do what they want instead of just like buckle down and get things done. Like yeah. they're just going to sit there and take advantage of the system because they know they can, like if they're yeah. always going to get many times longer than they need to do something, like why wouldn't they, you know, 
yeah like, kids are smart like, kids, yeah. kids will pick that up mm-hmm. like i'm Don't on board know. with you 100 percent. yeah like i think it's important and it's cool to be flexible with things and yes people take longer in certain cases to to learn yeah. or pick things up like completely makes sense but i mean like you said there still has to be some responsibility on the kids behalf you know they can't yeah. just be able to do what you want so yeah so um, some level of accountability yeah how how do you think um like teachers play a role in the education like do you think we have teachers that are doing a good job at the moment or like, I feel like some maybe don't care. Like at least when I was in, in school, there was, there was always like the one really great teacher who seemed like oh, they yeah. actually gave a crap about the kids and yeah. their well being, And then other yeah. ones that pretty much just showed up and then talked at children and yeah. didn't really give them a good educational experience or get them engaged. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just more like, hmm. Like they just show up instead of go there for a purpose. Yeah. Um, and how do you think like class size maybe affects the quality of learning as well? So I, on, on the first point, I definitely think, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, teachers definitely play a large role in it. And unfortunately there, it is a spectrum there. There are, I have had great teachers and I have had terrible teachers yeah. and it, it's really unfortunate how much that can play uh, a role in what kids like and how kids develop. Um, like if I didn't have good math teachers growing up, I definitely wouldn't have gone into math hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like a, a part of, a part of that was just because the teachers that I had teaching math enjoyed it and liked to teach the kids. And, and that was a huge thing. Uh, but if I, if I didn't, if I had a teacher that just went up there and showed me formulas and just, that was it and did nothing, I probably wouldn't have gone into it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of going along with that into the second point with class sizes, I think that plays a role. Yeah. Teachers teachers can only be great teachers to so many kids. Yeah. You can't like I don't know if you've had this experience going through uh university. I'm not going to try and jump into university too much, but mm-hmm. that's where you experience massive class sizes. Oh, yeah. Right? Like hundreds of students at the same time for the for the same teacher. Mm-hmm. And if it were to ever get to that point with like whatever K to 12 kids, mm-hmm. that's impossible. That is yeah. straight up impossible. You can't happen. be you can't be a good teacher to that many kids at the same time. Mm-hmm. There there is a limit. Like no matter how amazing your teacher is, there's only so much time in a day. There's only so much time in a class, and there is I, I believe there's a bar mm-hmm. of engagement that a teacher has to reach with a student. Sometimes that bar is lower for some kids, but sometimes it's higher for others, and you have mm-hmm. to try and hit that bar for everybody. And there's unfortunately only so much that a teacher can give. If there are too many kids in the class, they're not going to be able to do that for all. It's yeah, just straight yeah. up impossible. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like that's definitely going to be a future problem as well. I feel like they always oh, yeah. cut. They're always cutting budgets and finding yeah. workarounds. Class sizes are growing and growing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like at some point, I feel like we're just going to have to invest more into our actual school system because that's yeah. pretty much what's going to be important going forward. Mm-hmm. Like those, that's the future of our, our, our planet and our society as a whole is, yeah. is, uh, who we're educating and what we're teaching yeah. them and how well we're teaching them as well. So mm-hmm. how, well, how do you think that this kind of transitions now into the almost inevitable adoption of online schooling uh, and stuff like that? Cause do you think the, the class size argument applies if they're all 
just a name on a screen? I think so. Okay. Just even over COVID for the last year and having Mm -hmm. to experience online class, it is just brutal. I I would say for some, it really depends on the class. Um, Some, it's not so bad. Like if it's... if it's something that you understand, and I guess this is more of like a personal or individual thing, if it's something you yeah. understand, sometimes just having good instruction that you can just see and follow along with is adequate. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like it's really hard to communicate and engage an audience of screens online with st- students, especially uh, if they're not enjoying every second of the class or it's a class that they have to take for a program um, yeah. that isn't super relevant to their program that you kind of mm-hmm. have to do anyways. Um, like that's where I struggled the most was you just sit in front of a screen and you're at home and you've got 110 other things that you can do at the moment. And the teacher's just reading a PowerPoint in front of you on, on Google meets and they do nothing. There's no engagement with other students. There's no discussion. Um, there's no personal learning. And I feel like it's, it affects the students because no one can see, like they don't really force you to record yourself. So instructors can't see your reactions or your emotions or what you're doing. So they can't even gauge if you're engaged or if you're yeah. paying attention or if you look confused or aren't understanding pro- properly. Like I said, they're just almost reading a script. Yeah. Um, so like it, it makes it really difficult, but at the same time, there's some online instruction that's fantastic. Like yeah. when I was in engineering and you have to learn all your maths and physics and calculus and everything. If you're struggling, cause most post-secondary profs are honestly not very great at teaching, unfortunately. Yeah. From my experience, at least um, mm-hmm. going to places like Khan Academy or YouTube and just finding someone who's actually passionate about teaching, not just passionate yeah. about a subject, but passionate about teaching it as well. Uh, makes a big difference um yeah so like I, I would say it depends mostly on the instructor yeah um but it depends on the subject and then individual as well so it's it's kind of a dynamic question yeah i think for for the online schooling it's it definitely takes more effort on uh an educator's uh side to yep. try and enge- engage everybody um mm-hmm. but also there is a huge onus on the actual student Um, Now talking again about that sense of responsibility with online schooling, you are basically 100% responsible for your own learning. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, just the way that it was done. Like you said, they don't make you record anything. Like Mm -hmm. I could just be like, I'm, yeah, I'm totally paying attention. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm, I'm following. Right. Like that, like that, that happens, that happens. And if there's no, if there's no way for the teachers to, maintain that level of responsibility then it's on the student mm-hmm. and if that and if that student has been able to coast and not had to be responsible for their own learning up until that point what do you think they're going to do yeah. they're not going to do anything they're going to just they're going to mm-hmm. coast they're going to get by and they're going to do okay and they'll be done i feel like that's really tough as well like you bring up a good point where it's uh really the responsibility of the, the student at that point um yeah. to kind of take care of their own stuff because you're not really taught that in like grade school you nope. are given a schedule and you go there and you just take what they tell you to take and do what they tell you to do. Yeah. And then you eventually transition into university where it's like, hey, now you got to pick what you want to do and what times yeah. you want to do it 
and you have to manage your time and you're going to be doing quite a bit of work outside of class in whatever time you can fit it in. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like they just don't really do a good job at preparing you for that kind of learning. Um, yeah, and that would only be that would only be emphasized if things were to move into like an online classroom yeah. environment. Yeah. And uh, what, what I saw happening a lot of times is that responsibility to uh, make sure the student is basically keeping up fell on the parents <laughs> oh, a lot of times yeah. like, when they're at home. Like I know, again, yeah. with the, the, the kids I know through family, mm-hmm. if they're if their mom wasn't around nothing got done yeah literally nothing (laughs) and so basically if you don't have a parent there always (laughs) they just they're not learning anything nothing is Mm -hmm. happening so which is not fair that's not fair at all Mm -hmm. that like there's no a a parent should not have to stay home with their kid just so that they learn otherwise you'd put them in homeschool and that's what you'd be doing yeah do you think maybe that's tough teachers should make class engaging enough that uh, it's hard to get everyone's engagement because everyone has a lot of different preferences but a good not just a majority but like a healthy majority of people like most students by far really engaged and interested in the content they're trying to deliver yeah like that would help so actually making them want to do it instead of it feeling like they just have to do it yeah yeah like i said i i think unfortunately for that to happen it does take a little bit more effort on the teacher's part yeah, it, it does. It, it, it is definitely a little bit harder for that. But in the same breath, you are educating our future. Like you yep. are basically responsible for the people that are going to be running the world eventually. And you should want to do good at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're if you're going to be out there teaching kids, you should want to be doing that. Uh, so I think it's totally fair to expect teachers to do that, to, to, mm-hmm. to do that 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 extra step and make sure that they're educating the kids properly. I wish that they were could get compensated a little bit better for that. I think it's absolutely yeah. atrocious that that they they don't get paid enough for for that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. I do think that they yeah, they actually it, it's get more paid. incentive. Yeah. Like, like I just have to come here and like deal with a whole bunch of stuff and it can be overwhelming yeah. and then they have to work extra hours on top of school like they have to yeah. grade things they have to put yeah. their lesson plans together and everything uh yeah. and they can like barely make it by like that's a lot of stress to put on them so it's like yeah hey you're paying me enough where i'm more than happy to put in this extra work to guarantee yeah. the engagement of my class and the success of my students you know yeah yeah all right i think this is a good Kind of we can transition into the university experience now i feel like we're kind of edging on that a little bit anyway yeah <laughs> uh but yeah i think like uh one of the, one of the big things that you actually mentioned a little bit earlier the the quality of instruction <sighs> yeah. in post-secondary education <laughs> uh. i find it varies greatly oh huge it, even more so than earlier schooling. Hmm. I think it's a lot more meaningful to be good at instruction when you're teaching higher level education yeah. as well. I think it should be. <laughs> you, it should I mean, be seen that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to. Like, uh, the, the difference between, like, when you step into larger universities and, like you said, you get into lectures with 100 to 400 kids at times. It's been yeah. it's some insanely large classes. Yeah. And, 
like 90% of them don't even have a clue what's going on because the yeah. there's some profs that their their incentive is that they want to do research at the school and yeah. it's not that they actually yeah. want to teach. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're mm-hmm. they're they're definitely intelligent, okay? And they know their field and they're fan, probably fantastic at their research or whatever. Yeah. But when it comes to actually teaching it and educating it, they don't have mm-hmm. a clue. They don't know how to make it engaging. They don't know how to put it in a way that people understand. Uh, yeah. They just go and blaze through way too much material, way too fast. That's really difficult and confusing to yeah. understand. And then they're just like, well, now you have to write a test that's worth 50% of your grade. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. And, and then more often than not, it's not even what they taught you in class. Yep. <sighs> yep. Yep. I straight up. I mean, I've had some absolute genius professors, hundred percent. Like, oh yeah, just insanely <laughs> smart. But then, as the the moment, the moment that you show any sign of I don't know what's going on, like, or you, you ask a question like I I didn't mm-hmm. get this, or you answer a question slightly wrong, or you make a little mistake, it's like it's not. Oh no no no, this is where you messed up. Like this this is probably the disconnect you're having. It's like why the hell don't you know this yeah <laughs> like, it's like go go read the so textbook like come God, on this Ugh. is this is basic stuff if you can't get yeah. this and you're never you're not going to be going far like hmm. that's not that's not that's, that's not teaching <laughs> that's not how you educate people they're man. not it's I, not going to make people want to learn you know yeah like you said they, they're they're researchers they're not pedagogues they're yeah. not they're not there to educate well not all of them they, mm-hmm. there are definitely some that are amazing i've had some spectacular props but mm-hmm. i feel like they just have a different different perspective or a different uh, opinion on what they should be doing there mm-hmm. i hate that uh, they try to it's all about i feel like it just comes down to like money and universities at that point yeah like yeah especially you take a course to oh god large universities are the friggin worst for it man but uh you'll go in you pay to take your course and like it's not a small amount you're paying like a thousand dollars for this course and yeah. then you go in and you get a an inevitably bad prof that you're going to figure out briefly, but don't know yet. Uh, and they make you pay for a software to do your homework. So you have to mm-hmm. pay extra money so that you can get grades mm-hmm. at all. And mm-hmm. then they make you go purchase like a textbook that they wrote. That's yep. not even a very good textbook so mm-hmm. that they can make money off of you again. And it's, it's, yep. it's really ridiculous how it, it seems like it has nothing to do with the students at that point. And it's all about, yeah money and the institution (laughs) they're becoming more and more corporations Mm -hmm. rather than houses of education (laughs) right that's rough and i mean it's hard because the government's in it too like yeah one thing that kind of came up in one of my classes recently was um so tuition goes up every single year and yep. a lot of places are starting to lift tuition caps. So, yep. like, I mean, they, they can only increase it by so much a year, but they max it out every single time. Pretty much, so, yeah. Um, so they do that. So it almost forces you into student loans because it's yep. expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Now you have to get student loans. But the student loan amount doesn't go up. You'll get the same yep. amount. Yep. But they're charging you more. And it puts it puts students in a really tough spot to get by financially and focus on school. Yeah. Um, like, I spoke to one of my profs last year amazing guy. He's like one of my favorite profs all time. Um, uh, and, and he was saying when he was in university, he could work over the summer and make enough money to support himself, not only pay his tuition, but pay for all of his housing and food and everything 
for the entire school year after. It's yeah. like now, now you don't even get enough, even taking out like a loan. They're usually like yeah. about 15 grand a year in, in Canada, yeah. at least, or Alberta. Um, most of that goes to tuition and then you're left yep. with a little bit. So you have to supplement your income with yep. working. And then now you're trying to balance in some cases, a really heavy and demanding program with trying to work so you can actually get by and afford rent. And yeah. on top of that, afford food, yeah. which is difficult Everything. because like you got to pay rent. So if you can't afford the best food, then that sucks. And there, there are like programs in schools to help with that. But I mean, like there've been cases where, man, I've just eaten like once a day. Cause I'm like, I can't work right now. Cause I need to focus on school and you go out and eat one crappy cheap meal. And I'm like, this'll be fine. That's it. just so I can get by like, uh, and they don't even, and then that's going to affect your actual learning experience. Cause if you're not well fed, yeah. Yeah, you're you're not going to have a good learning experience. You're not going to absorb information as well. You're not going to be attentive. Uh, your mood's not going to be stable. Like there's so many effects and it comes down to inevitably money. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, just yeah. trickling down. So, yeah. And I think, I think it's tough too, because talking about this situation, having gone through it and everything, that's all mm -hmm. well and good, but I almost feel like people are getting forced into this stuff. Like there, there is definitely uh i don't know a connotation or uh the impression that you need a degree yeah you like if you <laughs> if you if you want to get student loans to pay for your school then you need to get a degree to pay off those student loans in the and it's just this it's just this vicious cycle a cycle man for you like the this idea that you need to get this higher education to go be able to get a really good job to pay off your student loans which you needed to get the degree in the first place which is <laughs> You can't even insane. get a job. It's insane. Like, yeah, and then and then you come just, you come out and screwed. you get a degree and you're like, great. What do you want? And I'm like, nothing. No, nobody, nobody wants to hire you because you got the degree. Because everybody has a degree. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a degree now. How are you different? Now you have to go further. Uh, that's and such that's a big. What I, that's what uh, I read into. It, yeah, it's so important too. Like, uh, I, I feel like it's good to have the the degree and it can be beneficial, but only if you actually give a shit about what you're doing. Yeah. Like if you go yeah. into a field and you have no interest, like yeah. you're not going to do extracurriculars. You're not going to build any kind of portfolio or like, and you're not going to get a job because you're going to yeah. go and every employer is going to see that you don't actually care yeah. about what you're trying to do. And parents just force their kids into this. And mm -hmm. there's like such societal pressure to go to post-secondary and like get a degree yeah. that people just do it. Cause they're told to and not because they want to yeah yeah it should be it should be viewed as a means to improve oneself rather than to get a piece of paper that's going to impress everybody like you could you could just not go to post-secondary education and teach yourself whatever whatever you love or, or go to a trade school or go and just improve yourself just work on yourself and become a better individual and that will in in some cases be a more employable trait than the piece of paper that somebody that went to university yeah it's, it's annoying because in like high school they put so much emphasis on going to universities and you need these courses to get so into much. programs and they don't talk about 
other options at all. They don't talk no. about how you can build your own business. Sometimes you don't need schooling to do what you want. Look at all of the trades that are available. Yeah. Uh, like there are so many other options that might better suit like a good majority of people who are in post-secondary, but they just feel the pressure to, I, I don't want to say conform, but like do what they're told because it feels like it's the only option yes. to conform to what adults and society wants, which is going to get a degree because yeah. you're not good enough if you go to some trade school or don't go to post-secondary. Like yeah. it's important to educate yourself after high school, regardless of what you do, whatever it may be, but that doesn't mean going to some fancy school and yeah. stressing out for four plus years straight only to be in a worse position than you would have been if maybe you just went to a one year program and something you gave a crap about and then started working, you know? Yeah, <sighs> yeah it sucks. It's, <laughs> it's, it's terrible, man. Yeah. Uh, like the amount of people like just like in the engineering program, um, you, you could just know being there. Like I thought I wanted to do that. I ended up switching programs too. And I had like mm -hmm. a plan. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew every, like the specialization I wanted to go in. I started extracurriculars for it. And even then I'm like, wow, this actually isn't what I thought it was going to be like. And I was pretty well committed, but you yeah. go in there and you talk to some of the people, they're like, Oh, like what specialization do you want to go to? What interest do you have? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what like engineering is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have no clue what I want to do. And it's like, why, why are you here? Like with all due respect and like, honestly, more times than not, it comes down to like, my parents wanted me to do this. And it's like, yeah, damn, man, those yeah. generational pressures. And <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard engineers brutal. make a lot of money. So I want to do that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you're not going to make a lot of money if you can't get a <laughs> you job because you don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the bad yeah. part. Oh, it's so bad. Like, stop going in it for the money. You can, you can make money doing pretty much anything that you want. Uh -huh. You just got to be passionate about it and do yeah. something about it. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, if you keep doing what you love in your basement and don't talk to anyone and no one knows about it, you're not going to make money. Okay. But like, no. if you do something and you put yourself out there. And you learn a little bit of business skills, which are openly available on the internet. You know, you can do fantastic things. Like, look at the all the entrepreneurs and just business yeah. people. I don't, not like the people just promote you a bunch of weird crap, but like the people who actually took and started their own little hobby or whatever they were doing and built it into this business and are now making a life for themselves, a really happy life, doing things that they want to do. And that rubs off on other people because... I feel like one of the people or the one of the reasons people like content creators that are larger so much um, in relation to like a hobby or some kind of field of work is because it's so motivational to see someone who put in the time and effort to just build themselves up and yeah. and really have a passion for what they want to do. And you can tell when they're when they make videos or posts or whatever they do. And that rubs off on people that gives yeah. the the 13 year old kid who has a similar idea and likes the same thing you do to say, Hey, maybe I'm not going to listen to my parent and go be a doctor, but I'm going to follow my dreams and still make a successful living out of it. Yeah. Like, I just think that's so much more beneficial to society and people. Yeah. Never thought of it in the, hmm. in the context of like content creators like that, but that's a good, that's a good point. Hmm. It, it's inspirational for people that want to do the same stuff. Mm -hmm. That's tough. I feel like it just comes down like, oh, man, it's like kind of straying from education, but it's just societal constructs and yeah 
I feel like people have forgotten so much about just being happy and content yeah. with life. Yeah. And it's, it's all about just meeting these usually unreachable goals that everybody seems to set around you that you don't yeah. even care about. It's like, even if you manage to get there, maybe you go and you get your degree and you get your master's, you get your PhD. Now you know everything. You know everything that everyone told you you should know. And now you're the most successful person, right? But maybe you just hate life still and you're not happy with what you're doing and you were miserable through school the whole time getting there. Like, what's the point, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we end up yeah. kind of just <laughs> yeah. talking about the bad. Could you say, like, <laughs> yeah, okay. this is fair. Is there, is there, <laughs> is there some good? Is there some good? Uh, I definitely got some good. Yeah, I got some good too, despite my, <laughs> my many rants. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's an opportunity if you are actually interested in something to yeah. have some amazing experiences and networking opportunities. Honestly, just some classes are just really fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's so insane to just be like, you get to the highlight. I just like learning how things work pretty much. You learn how something works and you're like, this is amazing. I've been using this yeah. for years uh, and I just, and now I know how it, it works <laughs> yeah. and I understand it. It's the magic is no longer magic and it's one of the best feelings ever. <laughs> I think it was also a big thing with, with university. Just like you said, they don't, kind of teach you those regular life things in, in, in high school and stuff and university basically just throws you into the deep end is like figure it out <laughs> yeah and then and then you do and then you do <laughs> and so and you get by sometimes people don't sometimes mm -hmm. people people fall down but i think it, it it definitely gives you an opportunity to to figure shit out for yourself and that's that's definitely what it was for me I wouldn't mm -hmm. say that it was the greatest experience ever. Like actual school uh, in, in university was maybe not the greatest thing. I was doing things that I, I for the most part, enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, but the, mo the most value I got out of it, for myself at least, was like, I learned how to be on my own. I learned how to, to live by myself. Mm -hmm. I, I learned how to, to look after myself and be responsible for myself. Yeah. That it's... was that was a huge thing. It's a lot and of now, opportunity, yeah. Yeah, and now... I can go out and I, and I can do things and I'm not exact, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not scared of life. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel a, a lot of people out there that are like, Oh my God, what am I going to be doing for the rest of my life? Oh my God. How do, how am I going to afford a house? How am I going to, how am I going to find a partner to get, how would I be able to handle kids? How am I going to do this, do all of these things in life? How am I going to do this stuff? But it, I'm not, I'm not scared of that stuff anymore. I'm not yeah. like just, just going through university and being able to figure out, figure out stuff and, mm -hmm. and realize that things can get hard, but you know, like you're able, you're able to get through it. And put, uh, a lot of times in the long run, stuff like that doesn't matter. Uh, the, the little things don't matter and you can kind mm -hmm. of learn to prioritize what actually matters for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate that you have to pay so much money to get that stuff. Um, and maybe you don't need to, maybe you don't need to go to university to, to realize those things, but that's what it ended up being for me mostly. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Now I have a fancy expensive piece of paper, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it gives you a strong sense of independence 
And yeah, yeah, like you said, it, it gives you the opportunity to like, you get to learn about life and direct yourself in the way that you see fit. Yeah. Um, it really gives you good opportunity to go and take control of your own life and your own time and organize yourself. And the biggest thing is, yeah, have responsibility, prioritize what's important. Like yeah. now's the time where you don't have all the free time in the world. You have things that you need to get done and you need to understand when you need to do that versus maybe have some recreational time or some social time, but you also need to take care of yourself and your health. And I think it just improves your own life and helps you kind of grow into a more whole person um, kind of overall. So I wonder if that kind of stuff would still happen uh, if you were not to go to post-secondary education. I don't know. I feel like for myself, it would not have happened, um, especially when I look at like the jobs that I got going through university and even coming out after university and stuff, mm -hmm. I could have very easily slipped into like, if I had gotten the, the, those sorts of jobs and gotten into those sorts of environments without post-secondary, I definitely could have slipped into, into some pits of like, ah, oh, this is, this, this is easy. This is easy. I could just let this happen and then not take care of myself and not try mm -hmm. to push myself further at all. So I think it, it, I think it is a good environment for that kind of development. Yeah, I think it's kind of tough because I, I, I think it I guess it's part of what's presented to you and also part personality and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah 100%. So I, like I had a little bit of a I didn't go to university right out of high school. I took a year off and the rest of my family moved out of the province and I decided to stay. So even though I didn't go to school or anything, I got to live on my own and have to take care of myself and I was I was working and that taught me a lot honestly it was a really great experience just having that so I had a lot of that foundational responsibility before going into school which I think helped a fair bit that's huge I think um, it's huge but a lot of that was me kind of taking it up on myself uh, upon myself to you know get shit done just because I wanted yeah. to like I, yeah. I know some people they they go live on their own and you know they they people have like mental health problems and depression and they kind of just get in ruts and maybe they just get by on whatever job they can have and they don't really want to do anything and go anywhere and they get really isolated by being on their own as well too yeah. <laughs> um so yeah kind of mixed thoughts on that one kind of difficult but having a community yeah, it, in university is really helpful i think that's a big one yeah i think like you said it, it is definitely very different for for everybody and it get like I said, it can be it can be bad for some people. Mm -hmm. It can it can be amazing for for one person, and then it can be really bad for for another. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I'm with this that that higher level of responsibility that is required. I am a little <laughs> a little concerned to see what happens when some of the young people now get to that level, and having seen how much they're changing the. Uh, earlier education system and the way that they're handling students there. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see if they change post-secondary to that same extent and maybe yeah. do similar things and uh, make similar concessions for students and what kind of people that, that 
breeds. Mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous about it, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I hope I I hope that some kids surprise us and and mm-hmm. can still do some pretty awesome things. I hope so. I feel like there's always going to be some, but it depends on the proportion yeah. of of people that end up. Yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think? Uh, do you think university will ever become that? I don't know, prestigious level to strive for again, or is it still? Are we still just gonna fall further into like that's just what you do? That's just what everybody does. You know, I'd I'd like to be hopeful and say yes. Like I I feel like they kind of need to change the fundamental structure of things. Was, yeah, I mean. When you have to go to a program and take a bunch of the school I go to right now, at least they make you do a bunch of like general education stuff. And yeah. it's like a whole bunch of courses that I don't even care about, man. Like, yeah. I don't want to do them. I'm literally only doing them because I have to. I yeah. feel like if you geared a program towards what you actually want to learn about, like I'm in yeah. computer science and yeah. I have to go to a class and talk about like conflicts in humanity and that's all important Uh, and fine too but i have to go write a paper on that like i just don't give a crap at all yeah i have no motivation to do it it's not engaging but if you have a different class that's relevant to my program that allows me to write about i don't know like machine learning or artificial intelligence i would love to do that i'll write you papers for days because i am actually engaged and care to discuss that things and I, i think that literacy in a field that you're actually interested in is important mm-hmm. like i feel yeah. like when university was prestigious it was f- it was full of a few people who really wanted to do what they were doing and were really interested so they were very academic about it and they would write about it and they would like full dive in into these mm-hmm. topics and subjects and now it's kind of just like here get a piece like you said just this piece of paper you'll learn you know some stuff about whatever subject that is probably not actually relevant to the working life (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then take a bunch of other burner stuff too so you can have a more whole education yeah i feel like i was supposed to get the whole education part through grade school and high school and now i'm trying to focus my learning but they don't really let you do that yeah yeah i think that 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 is the biggest shift that needs to be made university needs to be seen as this directed targeted form of higher education rather than more of just preparing you for life (laughs) like i think that the preparing you for life part is not implicit in the university experience it is a byproduct of that i don't think it needs to be explicitly made a focus of the programs like mm-hmm. they, there doesn't need to be courses to try and make you a well-rounded individual. You're going to become a well-rounded individual just by being in the university mm-hmm. environment. That's yeah. what it does. Uh, and I think that that is a more natural way for that to happen. Whereas if they can kind of more so focus on, like you said, let's make ra- well-rounded people coming out of grade 12 and and have them have a little bit of a better sense of maybe what they want to do and what their options are. And then if with that knowledge and that sense of responsibility, then they decide, I want to go and learn more about X. I want to go mm-hmm. and learn more about this thing. Then they have this op- this this option and <laughs> a well-informed 
decision to go and do that. And then I find people, kids would be way more excited to go to university. They would be way more excited to do their stuff because people aren't excited to go to university now. They're just not. You you get there and you're upset. That's what it is. I think people need to, uh, another, another part in like changing a little bit of the system is they need to change the way you get into programs, man. Like, yeah, like it's, all they give a shit about is your GPA and the grades yep. you got. And, yep. you know, somebody could probably know more than a lot of the people who get 4.0s. Maybe they've got like a 3.2 or a 3.3, but they're passionate about that. They want to learn. They have like yep. genuine interest, but they also maybe have other stuff they're balancing in their life. So they don't have like picture perfect grades. Well, yep. they're not, they might not even get the opportunity to do the thing that they're passionate about. That person could go could have gone on to be an amazing individual who really had an impact on the world, but they got blown out of the water by a bunch of people who were forced to get perfect grades, and now they're going to a program that they don't really want to go into and have no yeah. passion about, and are just yeah. gonna kind of go by and mm-hmm. and just live and exist in a job field, but not really be beneficial to it. Yeah, like I, there needs to be kind of some separation where like if you just want to learn the applied bit which they need to advertise more like sate in in alberta is pretty solid for having like two-year diplomas where you can go and learn a skill like programming and development if you just want to do that and you can go and and learn about that and then if you really want to get into nitty-gritty theory of stuff then you can go into university and really hit a bigger depth so i feel like they need a better range of options there's not none and university and nothing in between it uh you need stages it's like do you have an interest in doing some bit of it you can take a job at this level do you want to go full academic do you have a super big passion about the theory and knowledge and do you want to like delve into this crazy world and innovate maybe take something a little higher so i think they need to monitor and manage how they actually place people into schools and what schools accept who uh by more than just a number, but maybe have entrance letters and applications. Talk about you as a person and why you want to do what you're doing and what you think you'll be able to contribute to the world while you're in this program and then after it as well. Um, I feel like being able to pick people based off of human qualities instead of numbers on a sheet would make Mm -hmm. a big difference. And it would take and, and change... Hmm. other school as well like it would have a trickle down oh, yeah. effect of oh yeah yeah now you can learn stuff and it's not about getting every single thing perfectly right and just memorizing yeah. information mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah that could be great i think that would breed more well one i think that would breed more well-rounded individuals <laughs> like that and people like people would just be better people uh, if that was a, a an emphasis, but also, like you said, I think that would just people would be more into what they want, what they were doing, mm-hmm. and then who knows? Maybe we'd have better teachers. Maybe yeah. we would Crazy. have. <laughs> maybe we would have more enthusiastic doctors. Like just everything, yeah. people would be more into whatever they're doing, and I think that that's yeah. that's good all around for everybody. You mean you don't like your doctor that tells you the most generic thing that every other person in the world has gone through? Gives you no thought of it being anything else. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I think that's 
I think that's a good point to 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 cut our first episode of the QED experience. That was pretty great. Mm-hmm. I think it was a good chat. Uh, looking forward to more episodes, more deep conversations, and what is it again? Uh, what was to be shown? Is that our our QED? Oh, uh... quad era demonstratum. Yeah, is that it? <laughs> yeah. What was to <laughs> be? It's a great thing to just question. You know, <laughs> I think I got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was to be demonstrated. Which was to be demonstrated. Or yeah. yeah. Okay. I like it. I have been yeah. Chad, have and this been. has been Colton. Hi. Bye. And hopefully next time we are still Chad and Colton. Indeed, yes. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening and for watching, and we hope to see you next time.